Week three is almost upon us here on the Axis of Football. Welcome back, Karosh Safavi alongside Shar Kordanish. A couple of titanic clashes this week in Miami and Tampa and a slew of teams that are trying to get off the schneid, trying to have a bounce back week after a lackluster week two performance. We'll talk about which ones we think are most crucial there and a nice one in primetime Sunday night in Denver that we'll get to a familiar face the Niners will be facing this Sunday night. But Shark, let's start with the headliner of the week in a lot of people's eyes, and that would be the red hot Buffalo Bills traveling to the recently resurgent Miami Dolphins, both teams in the AFC East, both teams 2-0, both teams obviously know each other well, and both offenses really coming off of incredible performances. Obviously, Josh Allen, for the first two games, has been sensational, and Tua Tagovailoa with the performance of the year at quarterback so far. It's only two weeks in, but 450-plus yards, six touchdowns in that incredible fourth quarter against the Ravens last week. Sharp. the game's in Miami, and Buffalo's red hot coming into town. What do you think of this game, man? I don't think that it should be played. I think the Bills should be crowned Super Bowl champions right now after two Thank weeks. You. And, and finally, finally, you're saying something that makes sense. Right. And <laughs> and anybody that dares try to, you know, say anything negative about him is an absolute idiot. So I don't even know why the game is being played. I mean, the, the, I mean, I think we should just cancel the entire season. Just yeah, might as well. Might as well, right? So so here's the thing. You were one of the culprits, but I know you're doing it kind of tongue in cheek, but the crap that I hear on social media, it's it's like how I prefaced everything when I said if I had to nitpick and and say what's wrong with Buffalo, they're so strong that the only thing I can tell say is that they're peaking too early. Because that's the only but, negative and thing. And that's I not but, but, and I think that's fair, Shar, because we've seen teams historically when they peak too early, and especially when you get that buy in the playoffs, right. it actually hurts you, right? I remember the Packers being 15 and one. I mean, there's a lot of examples I can go through, but in any case, I I, I get it. I'm just I'm I'm poking fun. No, I, I knew I knew you're I I knew you're you know you're 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 just doing it kind of tongue in cheek, but but look, here's here's the thing: the the Bills again. The only thing that will stop the Bills is if they if they start you know the the heat because I'm telling you. Right now in Orchard Park, it's it's pretty pleasant. It's it's nice weather up there, and they're going to go it's, down. But to it's Miami. in Miami. It's in Miami, sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're they're used to the pleasant weather. They're going to Miami, and September in Miami, not so nice. Hot and humid, and I'm telling you, it's going to affect them if they don't if if they let the if they let the Dolphins hang around if they let the Dolphins hang around at the end of the game when the Dolphins are pretty close to near 100 percent. They're going to find themselves around 60, 70 percent because they're going to be absolutely drained. And this is a game that the Bills, they're going to, they should easily handle the Bills, uh, the Dolphins. But if they screw around and, and they let the Dolphins, you know, keep the nose in the game, they're they're going to be they're going to be in trouble. Sure. Here's what I'll say. Last year, at this almost same time, September 19th, 2021, is when the Bills traveled to Miami. Last year, almost almost the year to the date, right? About a year and a week off, right? Right. They won that game 35 nothing in, in Miami. It right. was an absolute drubbing. And Josh Allen actually didn't really, he only threw for 179 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. So it was just, but it was just an onslaught from Buffalo. I think they had a defensive score in there as well to go along with their four offensive touchdowns. They, they just dominated the game in Miami this time of year. So, you know, it's, it's not as if this team 
is like the Patriots, who's who for you know for whatever reasons I think for you just talked about, they typically travel in Miami. Buffalo, at least as of last year, seem to have things quite in control this same time of year in Miami. So I don't know if that goes into your prediction at all. Obviously, this Miami team is different, but based off last year, it seems like Buffalo doesn't have an issue really playing in Miami this time of year. Right. Well, this Miami team, this Miami team is different. Now they have the ability to strike and strike fast. So, you know, they, they, they showed, they showed that last week, but that's why, I mean, look, that's why I'm betting that Buffalo is again, but I say, I'm, I'm, I don't, I, again, I do not bet until week four, week five. Of, so when I say I'm betting, <laughs> yeah. take it as if, if I had to choose, I'm betting the bills to win and I'm betting the bills to cover the six and a half, because I think they're going to be fine. They're going to jump ahead. But look again, I'm, if you're going to ask me, how can Miami win this game is, you know, keep it close, keep it close and, and, and strike late. And who it seems like whoever keeps the ball, you know, at the end is going to win. But, but and by I, the way, I, you, said keep it close. you said keep it close. So, oh, so, you, so you're going Buffalo. Yeah. By how much? What do you think the score is going to be? Oh, I, I think they'll cover as well. I, I think, I think Miami is going to try to keep up with them and Tua is going to throw a couple of, couple of untimely picks at the end of the game. And, and they're going to, here's the thing. Six and a half is a lot. Is a lot especially on the for, road, right? Well, but not for a team like Buffalo. So it, I agree. It, it's so it's it's going to be one of the. Is it so inconceivable that that the Bills are winning uh, by like let's say eight, nine points, ten points, and Miami's going down to score and throws an interception and and the, you know that that's that's how I see it happen. Yeah, that's fair. So, that's again, fair. so it's going to be more than a touchdown, but the but the game's never going to be out of hand. I don't think. Yeah, well, keep in mind, these these teams played each other three times last year. Buffalo won all three because they played each other in the playoffs as well. Last time they played, Char Bills put up 56 points on them, granted, in Buffalo. So it just seems like – and then they beat them in Buffalo last year in the regular season, 26-11. So it just seems like they've really had their number as of late. Again, there was no Tyreek Hill, but the defense is what it was. And, and you know, Josh Allen and, the, and this offense have moved the ball pretty well against Miami in recent memory. You say keep it close, and here's the thing, Char. Buffalo hasn't really let anybody keep it close yet, right, between right. between Tennessee and, and L.A. What I will say, though, is this is a different Miami team. They've got some firepower. Look, I know people are going gaga over Tua's incredible performance in week two, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, wh- why don't we talk about what he did in week one? Because I think really when you when you look at it, I think, you know, a wise a wise person once said the, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. Right? right. So I think when you when you look at his body of work, which was, you know, what we saw in, in week one, you know, yeah, uh, you know, 20, 23, 33 passing, 270, one touchdown. OK, like probably didn't need, need to do much either because Miami had a lot of control of that game all the way through. I think two was somewhere in the middle. You can see he's clearly an improved player. But am I am I so confident in the Dolphins that I think that they can win this game? I'm not there yet. I think the home field has something has something to say about that, and and you can look at that and and show some some flavor Miami's way. But look, Miami, we know Miami fans. They don't, they don't really get sold out in the stadium until the third quarter, or maybe the second quarter. Anyway, it's a, it's a different type of fan over there in Miami. So I'm not even sure how much of a of a factor the crowd's going to be early in this game, at least. I just think Buffalo is a buzzsaw right now. And until somebody proves them otherwise, it's going to be tough. And again, this is a team. It's not like we can say, oh, well, there was one or two close games between them last year. This is a team they've thoroughly dominated. New head coach, new weapons. So 
I think this is going to be an interesting test for Mike McDaniel in that, you know, okay, I've, I've shown that I can improve to a, can we now be in it and even beat a team that beat us three times last year, pretty handily each time. So I think this is going to be a really important game, a more important game for Miami than it is for Buffalo, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I, I just think Buffalo's people talk about Josh Allen. Buffalo's defense is so talented right now. Yeah, but, but here's the thing though, Kurush, you know, they're missing three, three of their best defensive players, possibly. Uh, Micah Hyde is out with a head injury. Jordan Poyer is questionable. Hopefully he'll play for them. And then that means he's going to play though. What? I think questionable usually means they're they're likely going to play. So right, but his, yeah, but his, no. What I'm saying is, he has a leg injury. So even if he plays, he's not going to be full. You know, possibly not full go. And then Jordan Phillips is Jordan Phillips, their defensive lineman. He's out as well. So yeah, but um, it, it says Micah Hyde still might play. We I guess we don't we won't, we won't know until practice right. ends on Friday. On, on Friday, but, but if but if those two guys are out, that's a different story. I agree. If if yeah, if Poyer and Hyde are out, huge. I mean, those those are those are the staples that have been a part of that defense. You know, those two safeties they're 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 covering that backfield for them. So that's going to be a big big difference maker, especially with with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah, and look the 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 context on Poyer, he did miss Thursday's practice with a foot injury, and he was limited on Wednesday. I think it could be very possible they're just giving him a day of rest, and he should be fine. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Even if they play like. To your point, maybe they're not, they're, they're not full go. That's absolutely going to have an impact on the game because they're sure. We talk about Josh Allen a lot. Buffalo's defense has been just as instrumental in their hot start, has it not? Absolutely. I think they have a chip on their shoulder from the playoff game last year with Kansas City. So they're, you know, anytime you have a talented defense that's playing with a chip on their shoulder, that's a dangerous combo. But here's what I'll tell you as long as that pass rush led by Von Miller, because look, Von Miller has been creating a lot of problems, not, not just directly, indirectly, right? They're, the Bills through two games, Shark, they're getting home with four down linemen. That is huge. That opens up what you can do on defense so much. So I think even if those, if those guys in the secondary are a little banged up, if that pass rush can get home the way it has with four guys, there's a lot you can still do, I think, to cause problems for Tua and Miami. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. If they're just rushing with four, I can always, I, me personally, can always scheme one guy out. I can always scheme one guy out. It's usually the second player that's going to make a big difference. So, and and look, both their ends have been good. So that's, that's, you know, let's not forget the other guy. I forget what his name is, but let's not forget him. He's been, he's been having a, I I know his name. What is his name? Freaking. Who are you talking about? The other, the the other. Rousseau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rousseau. Gregory. Uh, Gregory Rousseau. That's who it is. That's who it is. Yeah. So he's been, you know, he's been playing, he's been playing almost as good as Miller. So yeah. So um, don't, don't forget, don't forget a guy who had a sack against the Rams. How about Boogie Basham? Is there a better name for a DN than Boogie Basham? Like it, man. Boogie, I mean, he's bashing him, isn't he? No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and he's boogieing all the way down to the, you know, to the quarterback. So, and then, I, dude, I, I mean, I dude, Matt, dude, Matt Milano, their outside linebacker, had that pick six against the Titans. That guy's got some wheels, man. They're, dude, they're fast. They're ferocious. Dude, Tremaine Edmonds is a truck at linebacker, too. I know his right. uh, younger brother's older brother, rather. I was younger. I think his younger brother got beat in with the Steelers last night playing the Brownies, unfortunately for them. But, uh, but no, Tremaine Edmonds is a phenomenal downhill linebacker as well. This is a very talented defense. And I think we love offense. We love, we love quarterbacks and all that, 
don't sleep on these guys. They're there. And as long as I think Von Miller's there drawing extra attention, your boy Rousseau and other folks are, are, are going to eat. So I think, I think that's still going to cause Miami some problems. And look, dude, my, Miami's defense, we've talked about, you know, Flores putting in a, a, a good squad together. They, they got beat pretty bad last week. Now they won the game, but Lamar Jackson kind of did whatever he wanted, save for a couple of drives in the fourth quarter, which is when it mattered most, but really, you know, they're 28th in defense right now through two weeks. That's, that's not, that's not pretty. And I think it shows that they, they can be had in some ways. Now, obviously, you know, Josh Allen doesn't have the explosiveness of, of Lamar's running ability, but you know, Miami's defense isn't, isn't, I think, out of the gate as in, they, they play great against New England and they really stunk it up against the Ravens. So which, yeah. which unit's going to come out week three? Right. Well, look, I'm, I'm picking the Bills, but here's the thing. Don't ever I, would, do- I, th- I think Miami's going to cover. I think Miami's going to – but you know what? I don't know why. Uh, I think Miami's going to cover, right? If I had to bet it, I would think Miami's going to cover. Because, six and, six and a half is a lot of points. It's a lot, lot of points. It's a lot of points at home. Because, sure. because here's the thing. Would we be shocked? Would we be shocked if he came back here next week and, and the Bills no, lost them? No. No, I wouldn't be shocked if the, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills lost either. So, but what, what I'm trying to tell you is that Miami defense don't ever discount a defense based on how they played against the Baltimore Baltimore offense because that's just such a such a different dynamic in terms of trying to you know stop that defense versus all other types of well, you know Mac all other Jones of offenses. Mac, you know, well, Mac Jones who they went up against in Week One, he's a statue kind of quarterback. Lamar Jackson is the polar opposite. Josh right. Allen's probably somewhere in the middle, right? He's not a statue. He's not ex- explosive like Lamar, but he's dangerous with his legs somewhere in the middle. So, you know, yeah, we'll see how Miami responds to how they defend Josh Allen. They haven't really had an answer for them in recent memory. So, yeah, I think it'll be a phenomenal game. I think the fact that now this version of the Dolphins has Mike McDaniel leading the pack. They've got Tyreek Hill. This is this is going to be very different. And I'm very excited to see, obviously, you know, is Tua going to is this going to go off? like he did against Baltimore? No, but I would love to see him maintain the high level of play. I think we, we could look back and say, hey, that week two game against Baltimore, that was kind of the week that Tua began turning the corner. Let's hope that he continues building off of that this week. We'll see. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough touch against Buffalo. No, I agree. I'm rooting for him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, let's move now, Shar, to another marquee matchup. The Packers visiting the Buccaneers. It's always fun when the two twelves. Rodgers and Brady get together. Unfortunately for the Bucs, they will be without the services of one Mike Evans, Tom to, to Tom Brady's chagrin on that one. His one-game suspension for the scuffle with Marshawn Lattimore being upheld. You thought maybe because Derek Brooks was overseeing it, there was a chance he to help his old team out. Maybe he recused himself. Sure. I'm not sure what happened there. But nevertheless, Mike Evans out. So you got to hope if you're the Bucs, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones can get back healthy. They have not practiced yet as of, at all this week, right? This is Friday morning. Those two guys have not practiced at all. I, I don't know, man. It's not looking good. Like there, there's a reality here where they could be trotting out Rashad Perriman, Scotty Miller, and, and Cole Beasley as Tom Brady's top targets. We'll see. But not practicing all the way through Thursday for Julio and Godwin, I would not be thrilled about that if I were a Bucks fan. And the Packers getting a really, really nice win in a, in a completely, in my opinion, overrated rivalry can we not ever watch a packers bears game prime time ever again like i'd, I'd be fine because it's always just an awful game but in any that's, case that's because that's because you're from 
California and now in Texas. So that's, but I bet you there's a bunch of people in the Midwest that disagree with you. Why do Bear fans bother to watch the game? You can get a turn off in the, in the third quarter anyway. I mean, hey, that, that game, that game was closer than you think. Oh, there, no, was a, no. there was a touchdown. There was a touchdown. They, that, they, that was, they scored in the first. Yeah, I know. I know they had fields could have scored at the end. Hey, yeah, whatever. I mean, get spare. They had a touchdown taken away. It's so, supposed it, it's, so I saw it. I, it was whatever. And then in any case, point but the whole point there's Packers get a win after after a really embarrassing loss week one to Minnesota. So they're in a good spot. They're in Tampa. And you talk about kind of a cold weather team going to humid Florida. Could that be a factor? But I would not downplay Evans and now potentially Godwin and Julio all being out for Tampa. These guys have receiver problems all the time, it seems like now, since since last year. Tough break for them. If those top three guys don't go Char. What do you think of this game? And 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 doesn't it, that make it a lot more winnable for Green Bay? Yeah, but who better to make guys like Rashard Perriman, Russell Gage, Cole Beasley look like all stars than Tom than Tom Brady? Sure, but this is the Packers defense, man. We're talking about they're, they're they, no they, stars. It is, it, it it is. But I mean, we're talking Tom Brady here, though, right? I mean, he he makes he makes all stars out of everyday guys all all the time. The my my biggest question mark with the with the Bucks isn't the receiving cores is mainly their offensive line because that Packers defensive line is ferocious. So are they going to be able to are they going to be able to keep Tom Brady clean and, and and remember Tom doesn't mind pressure around the around the edges. Tom can't handle pressure up the middle. All right? So if if they can if they can protect Tom I would I would pick the I would pick the Bucks to win. It's only a one point. It's only a one point spread. But but I you know I I like the Bucks. You like the Bucks despite Green Bay being fully healthy with their full complement of weapons coming. Yeah in? yeah. You're talking you you know that I you know again my my I I think I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. But there's never been a greater winner than Tom Brady, and and talk of, and and I'm a I'm a look I'm a firm believer that the defense like my argument that my friend had that we spoke about last week saying how his defense just all of a sudden comes up I I'm a firm believer that that Tom Brady does have an effect like that on even defensive players. Yeah, and I was gonna say I was gonna say you know if your friend that your friend's theory if he thinks Tom Brady's so lucky why don't you ask Tom Brady's teammates who he's played with what they say about him? Well, of and, course. And 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 what 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 he brings into a locker room. It's not, it's not, it's not <laughs> anyway. No, uh, I, I look, look, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, the guy the first that one to talk about. You can't, you can't, you can't limit the game to a, a spreadsheet with a, with a graph and a bunch of numbers, right? They agree. Right? But in any, I, I don't really got the topic, but, but look, I, I would agree with you that. Yeah. I mean, 45 year old Tom Brady versus this Aaron Rodgers, you, you, you got to give the tilt to a rod here in terms of quarterback play. And then look, I know, obviously you know Devonte Adams in green Bay, but, Tom Brady has no Evans now and, and potentially no Godwin or Julio. So I would say even though Green Bay lost their, their top man, Tom Brady's coming to this game potentially way more handicapped than, than Rodgers is. And then you and then you you look at the, the running backs. Well, okay, Fournette, solid player, but like give me, give me Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and that combination all day. Okay, not 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 look now. You're trying to lay try to hedge your bet for Tom Brady in case he loses. Okay, no, no I'm Tom just, Brady still. What have still I said that wasn't true? What that what okay. did I just say? Because it you're you're true. foof. Okay, even with Brush, even if it's Brashard Perriman, even if it's Russell Gage, even if it is a shell of Chris Godwin, you're right. I did, I did not mention Russell Gage, so yeah, he'll 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 he'll, he'll be a go. 
they're, they're, those receivers are better than what Aaron Rodgers has. Now, correctly, you, you think said Rashad that Perriman's better than than what Aaron Rodgers has. I think Aaron Rodgers would love to play with Rashad Perriman. I, I like Rashad Perriman. I <laughs> I do. Dude, he doesn't have anybody. Who the hell does he have? Alan Lazard. You rather have Alan Lazard or Rashad Perriman? I mean, it's probably it's probably it's probably a wash at that point. You know, I don't okay. know. Okay, now, now let's go down. You'd rather have Russell running in the, the slot or Randall Cobb? Russell, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cobb's an old man. That's fair. But I like Christian Watson. I like Romeo. I'm okay, sure. But they're young. I'm sure yes, Tom Brady would love to have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. But they're not right now. They're young. They're young. And and the fact and, and here's the thing: they would be better if they had Tom Brady because I guarantee you they would have played in the preseason. Right. He would have made sure they got with, with Tom Brady. So. So that's so so that's 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 a factor. But but I'm picking. I'm look. The over and under is only 42. Kurosh. It's only 42 points. I can't believe it. I mean, you're talking about it. Basically, they're saying it's going to be a 21-20 football game. Yeah. And so and so you're going with the Bucks just because they're the home team. I'm going with the Bucks because of Tom Brady and and. I mean, the defense the, has been killer for them for two weeks. Right. Right. Now, if they put Tom Brady on his ass early, that's when Tom starts toe tapping and dancing around and and and, and throwing, you know, having having which, shit which, on the field. So and, and, that, and that's not crazy to to if that happened, right? I mean Right, right. That's but again, there's nobody better than to make other people around him play better than Tom Brady. I would feel a lot better about this game if Tom Brady had a healthier complement of receivers. So we'll we'll see. I also wonder how legit Tampa's first two defensive performances are that, 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 that joke of a cowboy team that came out week one, I don't think you can evaluate <laughs> week, right. And then, <laughs> and then, and then week two, I mean, look, week two, Jameis went back to being Jameis again. Right. I mean, right. I mean, so like he has not gone against anything near the quality, sorry, not he, the defense has not gone against anything near the quality of an Aaron Rodgers yet. So I, this is going to be, this is going to be a test. This is going to be, a, and, and, to, and to be fair, I mean, you know, Green Bay, they got, the, the defense did not look good against Minnesota week one. They did somewhat bounce back against Fields week two. I mean, Fields had a good drive, but they, they contained him most of the game. So I think this will probably be like, you know, their biggest test thus far as well. If, if Julio and Godwin can go, if not, then. Massive oh, if, look, if, ne- if neither one of them goes, I'm gonna to have to rethink. I'm gonna to have to rethink my my assessment. But I'm the reason why I'm guessing. I'm guessing that one of those two guys is gonna go Kurosh. I would rather it be Godwin. I would rather it be Godwin. Well, yeah, I would rather have it be Godwin too. But but I rather have it be whoever's healthiest. <laughs> That's so. I I I rather have I rather have a healthy Godwin over a healthy Julio. But if, if you're talking about a 90% Julio versus a 70% Godwin, I'd rather have Julio. Yeah. And Godwin's is a hamstring. That's that, that's a that's a yeah, ma- making those quick cuts in the slot. Whereas Julio is just gonna run injury. straight down the line. It's an agony one. Okay, so you're going, you're going Tampa. I'm gonna go Green Bay. I'm I, I you know, I hate to pick against the GOAT, my fellow Sarah High School alumni. But look, this is he does he he doesn't have his full complement of weapons. And I think the Bucks defense is not yet faced a quarterback at the quality of Aaron Rodgers. This is a good early season test. And this is, by the way, this is their first meeting, Char, since that fateful NFC Championship game in Green Bay. I would imagine this has been circled on Aaron Rodgers' calendar since the schedule came out. This is, this is right. an important one for Green Bay. So moving on, Char, now we've got, we've got a, a slew of games here that are really important because these are kind of what we 
put in a, in a bounce back category, right? Of teams that, hey, if, if they don't come out victorious, it's 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 not going to be it's not going to be good, right? And I think some are more risk than others, right? So Baltimore at New England, that's just a good game. Both teams at one and one. Somebody's going to be below five hundred when all said and done. Bengals at the Jets. I mean, could the Bengals possibly start zero and three? And that third loss coming at the Jets, led by Joe Flacco? I don't know. But the Jets, hey, coming off a big win in Cleveland. Casey at Indy, again, a tough, tough, tough test for the Colts. Could not log wins against either the Texans or the Jags for two weeks. And now you got the big, bad Chiefs coming to town. They could also very well be staring down 0-3 when all said and done. And Raiders at Titans, both of these teams at 0-2, Somebody's going to be 0 3, guaranteed when all said and done on Sunday. Shar, which one of these games? Two questions for you. Which one of these games are you most looking forward to? And which, which team do you think is most at risk and should be playing with the most urgency based on these matchups? So the games you're asking about is Baltimore, Baltimore, New England. Yep. Uh, Since he at New York Jets. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs at Colts, Raiders at Titans. I would have to go the team that's in most desperate need to bounce back is obviously the AFC champs, the defending AFC champs. So they're, I mean, if they can't do it against, like, you know, who knows what they're going to do. But, but yeah, I, I, I would have to go, I would have to go with, with Cincy. I think they got to mop up the Jets. But the game that's really intriguing to me is the Ravens versus the Patriots, because here's the thing. Ravens, Patriots, what do you think about? You think about solid defensive players, right? Right, Generally speaking, right? Yeah, of course. Do you, know, do you know that their over and under is more than Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers? Their over and under is at a 44. Well, that's not shocking because, you know, I know, but, but, yeah, I know. But, but I mean, usually when you think about those two quarterbacks, you're thinking fireworks, right? So, sure. Okay. Um, so any, anyways, but yeah, so since he needs to, since he is the one that needs to win the most, but the intriguing matchup for me is, is Baltimore versus Patriots because, uh, you know, two teams that are one-on-one and, uh, you know, and, and, and two, generally speaking, two of the cornerstone teams in terms of stability in, in the NFL. And in that one, I'm going to have to bet against Bill Belichick. I, I think that six out of 10 times Baltimore is going to win that game. It's at New England. Does that matter to you? No, that's. If it was in Baltimore, I would say maybe six and a half out of ten times. But no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the crowd's going to matter to these teams. To these teams. Yeah, I mean, Patriots didn't have an impressive win at Pittsburgh, but you know, also kind of based on what we saw Pittsburgh do and, and be somewhat limited in offense last night against the Browns, you, you wonder was that was that as impressive as maybe we thought it was initially. Right. Um, right. That's one thing, and yeah, I mean, the, Ra- the Ravens are angry, man. The Ravens are angry. They lost a game that they think they should have won. They probably should have won if they if they just like <laughs> went into a prevent defense, right? Probably don't get beat on those deep balls to Tyreek Hill. And they're yeah, they're going to be primed, I think, to come out and and put on a show. But look, don't underestimate Bill Belichick. But I will say the thing that Bill Belichick defenses typically struggle with are speed, that east-west lateral speed. That you have, they're a good kind of like rock 'em, sock 'em, you know, downhill. When you get to that outside speed, quarterbacks are going to roll out. That's where Bill Belichick defenses typically struggle. I expect Lamar Jackson to give them fits. I do. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, I just yeah. don't. I mean, look, 
the Ravens played really freaking good defense against Miami for 48 minutes. <laughs> you know, right. and it, it fell apart for the last 12, right? They they did a really good job against the Jets too, week one. So I think the Ravens defense will come back to form here as well. I don't know what, what's the spread in this game, Shark. Do you have that in front of you? Let me pull it up. It is, I believe it was two or three points. Yeah, right there. Two wow. and a half. Two and a half points. Baltimore, two and a half. Yeah, Baltimore's favorite. Oh, uh, give me that all day. Give me that all day. Give me that's, that. that's what I'm saying. That's that's I, what I'm saying. I, uh, I, I think that makes time. I mean, yeah. I, well, here, here's I the, the, the caveat is this. With New England offense, Jones, their quarterback, what's his first name? Is it Mac Jones? Mac Jones has is, is really been going through some sophomore blues. So sophomore slump, whatever you want to call it. If, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, they should easily cover. But, you know, there's always a chance that there's going to be resurfacing of a Mac Jones. So that's we'll the, literally he. Here's the thing, Kurosh. He has to play well for them to be able to beat the beat the Ravens. I think he has to play excellent. For them to be able to be the Ravens. Right. I, I think you need 300 yards and three TDs in this game for that. No, if you play, if you look, if he plays a solid, they're not going to run the ball on, on, even on if, he goes for if he goes for 220, if he goes for 225, no interceptions, you know, a, a touchdown. That, they're uh, not going to run, the, they're not going to run the ball, in my opinion, right? So if they don't run the ball and he's got under 300 yards passing, they, that means on, they got to cost some turnovers on defense too. Like some, right, that's, that's, and, and look, what, what other it. team, what better team than, than Bill Belichick defense to, to create some turnovers. So that's potentially, so it, it I just possible. think I'm telling you, man, they, they don't do well. They're not built for speed. They're just not built. To I agree the because they don't have, because they don't have, they don't have the athletic ability. They that other teams do. So yeah, absolutely. How about, how about Casey at Indy? I mean, look, can, can we, can, can I feel like this is the kind of game where everybody wants to write Indy off and they're going to surprise some people. I, I, I think you've got this Indy team with their backs to the wall. I think they're going to surprise some people. Michael Pittman should be back and healthy. Okay. It's at home. You're 0-2. You're embarrassed. I just don't see Frank. Frank Reich ain't no punk. Okay. I think, I don't know, I'm not saying Indy's going to win it, but Indy is going to play well. They're going to be in this game. It's going to be competitive. I actually can see them jumping out in front of the Chiefs early in this one. Not ready to make a prediction on this one right now or yet, but I can see this being the kind of game where they show some desperation, maybe a fake field goal, maybe a fake punt, maybe a trick play. They're going to pull some stops out because they're 0-2, and if you go 0-3 on your home field, boy, oh boy, you thought Jim Mersey was pissed last week? Right. Uh, right. So that, that, that's the way I see this game is, is, is they're, they're going to go, they're going to, they're going to throw haymakers, man. It's going to be a haymaker type game from Indy standpoint. Oh, absolutely. Look, look, if, if there are usually, usually coaches have some trick plays stashed up for the season for like some, some, you know, teams that they're playing that they think it might work well, or they come up with something that they, that they designed. All of those are going to come out this week. All of those are going to come out this week. So I, I have news for you. Like, like if, if Indy ever had a, a thought of, of putting Jonathan Taylor at, at Wildcat and, you know, having an RPO with him, you know, if I'm not saying that they do, but I'm saying if they ever had one of those thoughts, this is when, it, this is when it's coming out. This is when it's coming out because they're going to need everything. Now, I do think that Indy's going to bounce back and play well. But Absolutely. I don't think they're going to be able to beat the Chiefs, you and, know, the way they're going. And, and here, here's the thing, Shar. Is that if if they don't win this game, if 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 your prediction's correct, you realize we know the Colts missed the playoffs by one game last year, right? 
they also started off in 2021 0-3. And they were constantly clawing back, playing catch with the rest of the way. And they ultimately got burned on the altar in week 17 or week 18 at Jacksonville. You don't want to start 0-3 again, right? Like, what are you going to say to the team? We were here before? Yeah. I mean, we missed the playoffs last time, too. Yeah, but 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 they but they had it in their grasp to make the playoffs. So here's the thing. Tennessee's but, but, nowhere near. you don't want to make a habit out of that, man. Like, no, if, you, of if, course if you don't. Drag, you don't want of to do that. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. But what other conference in the entire NFL to fall behind to 0-3 than that? Possibly the NFC West. I mean, I'm sorry. But that's NFC. not what you're saying to your players in the locker room. Right, you're okay, not. Guys, you're not. We're in the NFC South, so it's okay. No, 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 no. What, what he's going to say, if they do lose, as long as they play well, as long as they improve and, and play well, he's going to say, you know what, guys? We've improved. We've done better. We played well. This is the way we know how to play. Now we just got to put it together and clean everything else up and go get ourselves a win. And he's going to say, you know what? Jacksonville's leading our division. Do you really think they're going to end up winning this? So we have the conference at hand. So it's, it's not going to be the end of the world. They just need to. They just need to be able to play well, Kurosh. And 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 even if they lose, even if they lose by like a field goal, or or even if it's even if they lose by a touchdown, but it's a but but Kansas City has to go down and score that. If they keep it close, Kurosh, then then they're they're okay. They're okay. But if they get blown out at home, you better believe that bad times are ahead. Listen, I I get what you're saying, but here's what I truly believe. No matter how Indy loses this game, whether whether they fight and claw and are in it or they get blown out, if they lose this game and go 0-3 for the second year in a row, I think it could be a very real possibility that Frank Reich's in the hot seat. I, I know oh, it's crazy to say, but, oh, yeah. but, but I, I, regardless of how they play in a loss, if they lose, I think that's a conversation that, that might start surfacing. Right. Look, you've got now you've got after that, the Titans are coming to town. They don't look the same this year, but then you're going to Denver. And then, yeah, actually, it's not bad because you got Titans at home at Denver, which is going to be tough, but then Jags at home and then at Tennessee again. So, sure, there's a path here, but like, I just, you don't want to make a living off of having to tread water starting 0 3 if you're, if you're the Colts. Especially with all the things they've done in the offseason to try and improve their team, that would be rough for them. So, a uh, couple, couple of points here. First of all, uh, if Frank Reich is going to be on the hot seat, I have a question for you. Now, 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 now forget. I'm not saying he should be. Right. I'm, I'm saying, but no, I'm saying if be. he is. I'm saying if he is. If he is. If you're not going to get Sean, what's his name? The, the, the coach that you love. Sean so Payton. Yeah, Sean. If you're not going to get Sean Payton. Hey, now, don't. Don't talk about he's he, he's I, I'm his secret admirer. Okay, you can't you can't you can't talk about him going to any team besides the Cowboys. No, I understand that, but but let's say if he decides to stay, if, if he decides to say, you know what, I'm going into TV. All right, if Sean Payton decides to go, wouldn't you much rather have Frank Reich as a Cowboys head coach than than Dorothy? Sure, I'd rather have you as a head coach than Mike McCarthy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, but that no, isn't my, my point. My point being is that my point being is you know that, I was thinking. Sorry, as an aside. I was, I don't know why this morning as I was getting out of my car, I was for some reason thinking about when you said like two years ago 
uh, with how awful Danucci was playing, you're like, I would have just put Kellen Moore in. At least he knows the checks and he can get him right. in the ring. He can get him right I'm like, that's actually pretty freaking genius. <laughs> like, <laughs> like McCarthy didn't think he could do that, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so I'd rather have you. But, but, yeah, anyway. okay, well, I appreciate it. But my, my point is, as look, as much as I like Ron Rivera, I much rather have Frank Frank than than Ron Rivera. There, there's there's going to be 10, 15 teams that are going to say, I'll put it to you this way: if Frank Reich, if Frank Reich gets fired, he's going to get hired again. He's going oh, to be a head no. coach within a year. Absolutely, I, okay. I yeah. so, you're right. Okay, so so it should it shouldn't happen. It's going to show you how stupid Ursa is being. Number one, number two, nobody wants to ever go three and own three. Kurosh, nobody ever does. But but if any team. Is going to go on three. They're not going to just pack it in. They're going to have to say something. And but a lot of times when the teams that go on three start fucking doing their the, the coaches talk, people don't believe it. If I was a player on on the Colts team, if I went on three, I would believe it. That look, we've been there before. We were in, we were this close to being in the playoffs last year. We did some things good. We did some things great. Now we just have to clean it up. And guys, gentlemen, you just have to put everything together. Play a game, keep improving week by week, one week at a time. Keep improving, clean up all the little mistakes that we made along the way. And fellas, I promise you, we're going to be fine. I'm looking at it from the top down, and I get what you're saying in a locker room makes a lot of sense. I'm looking at it from Jim Mercer's point of view. I went out and got Matt Ryan. I improved my team, right? I made all these moves to do what? To avoid what happened in Jacksonville week 18 last year, getting embarrassed and missing the playoffs and to avoid a slow start. I've already got my ass handed to me in Jacksonville. Now I'm on the doorstep of starting 0-3 again. So what, what, what the hell did I do it all for? If I'm Jim Mercer, that's what I'm thinking. That's if, what you're I'm thinking. Jim, if you're Jim Mercer, you need to just go sit in your owner's box. Every Friday night, go to your karaoke bar or whatever the kind of bar it is. That guy's I'm kind sure. of, I mean, he's a brash guy too. He's got, he got busted for snorting Coke. I mean, he's, he's out there, man. He's, so, yes, I'm he's just saying a brash decision isn't completely, you know, a, a crazy thing to assume with a guy like Jim Mercer. Right, right. By the way, I, I got a, I got a funny story to tell you about. I ran into a Mark Davis again last weekend, and 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 it wasn't. <laughs> oh boy. And anyways, at the fight or what? After after the after the fight after the he, fight. I know the the night the night before the fight the night before the fight, and he, I forgot he, to tell you. And and, he and he was there with the great Jim Nance. He was there, so I met, you know, he was there with the great Jim Nance. And, and you saw Mike Jim Car- Nance? What? You saw Jim Nance? Yes, he was there with Mark Davis at the Bellagio. I was having dinner at Picasso restaurant at Bellagio, and I was coming out, and I, and I, you know, you, you can't, you can't mistake that, that, that hairdo. But, anyways, it's, it's a funny story, but I don't know if I should share it, you know, on, on air. But, anyhow. Well, well, uh, well, sure, well, can you tease anything without actually saying okay. it like, bluntly? Let, let's just, let's just, let's just say that, that I had, uh, I had gotten a new a new bottle of tequila that I really really enjoyed, and I didn't realize that I drank about half a bottle before I went to dinner. And again, this is my billionaire friend who spends about 10, 15 grand a night on wine when we have dinner. So I, I had quite a bit of large sum of wine. So by the time I ran into Jim or Mr. <laughs> Davis, Jim, and Jim Nance, yeah. Oh my God, it was just it was. I'm I'm really embarrassed. Well, you know what? I might as well tell you. So I was, I'm. I, I, I go in there. I walk out. I I I see. I see, you know, I I see Mr. Davis, and and he recognizes me. You know, and thankfully I'm dressed nice. I have a suit on. I'm like, hey, how's it going, Mr. Davis? Thank you. So like, I was so grateful for the party he threw for us. I was saying, how you know, I'm back into the Raider fold, and you know, we were just shooting the shit. And then I I turn and look at Jim Ness. I'm like, I know you from somewhere. 
And Jim Nance, <laughs> like, Jim Nance is like, I'm Jim Nance. I'm like, yeah, but I know you from somewhere. Yeah, from TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I was saying I had met him before. It's not just oh. TV. Mr. Davis is like, sure, that's, that's the great Jim Nance. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept talking to Mr. Davis and I kept pointing to Jim Nance and saying, are you sure I don't know you from somewhere? <laughs> and it was just... <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Mr. Davis probably thinks, you know, after having a very good impression of me uh, the, during, the, during the reunion, he probably thinks I'm a freaking idiot. But and anyways, so... And uh, yeah, my, my girlfriend was present there and, uh, and she just grabbed my arm. She goes, okay, time to go. <laughs> so like I, three times I kept saying, I know you from somewhere like, like a freaking moron, but anyway. Well, so recognize that's, his voice, you know, you didn't realize. Yeah. It, it's I'm super nice and, and everything anyways, but. I've, but, yeah. I've heard Jim Nance is, is super good dude. Like he's just yeah, like, he's, seems like a genuine nice, you know, down to earth guy. So anyways, if, if, if Mr. Ursay decides to even put, his coach on the hot seat, he need, he needs to buy, you know, buy a seat next to the owner of the Redskins or, or the, or the commanders. I'm, I'm, yeah. you know how I feel about that gentleman. So, yeah. 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 So, I, I, look, yeah. Again, not saying it's the right thing, but I like, I made all these changes to get the same result. Something's got to change potentially. Right. And then to your point, look, they could turn it around, but that, that seat might get a little warm in Indy. If this doesn't come out with a W speaking of the Raiders, let, let's talk about that. Cause, cause to me, when I think of the question of who's got, who should have the most urgency, I think it's the Raiders, because if, if you go 0 and three in the AFC West, oof, I, I'm not, not going to say this early. You should, you might as well pack it in. That is a, that is an uphill battle. My friend, you're, you're battling with, with the chargers, the chiefs, who am I missing here? Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, and uh, who's who's that fourth team in the AFC West? That Broncos. I the Broncos. You're right. Sorry, B- brain fart for a second there. That's that's tough. That's tough. Even even the Titans going zero and three. Okay, you're in the AFC South, right? Same with the Colts, right? Even even to an extent, the Bengals. If they go zero and three, okay, Pittsburgh's kind of in a in a reshuffling type situation. Browns are without their top quarterback. Yeah, they had to play well last night, but they're kind of you know in limbo as well. Ravens are really the only team. You're looking up to if you're if you're Cincy, in my opinion, as a threat. So even going 0-3, not ideal, but like to me, the Raiders at 0-3 in their division, super daunting. You you just you can't afford to do it. You cannot afford to do it, in my opinion, if you're the Raiders. I I, I see what you mean, but here's the thing. The one thing that you and I had in common in, ter- in terms of picking picking AFC West was that we both picked them to take last, right? Yes, we did. Okay. New but- uh, Go ahead. But not starting zero and three and, and being right, right, right. So obviously, obviously. But in ter- in terms of in terms of like expectations, who is far below expectations this year? If they go zero and three, if you're going off since you having just gone to the Super Bowl, sure you can. Well, of course, what what else is there? You play the game to go to the championship and win the championship. True. This is also a team that what won, won two three games. Zach Taylor's first two years, right? So, you know, but Kuro, a, a team, a team that just barely lost the Super Bowl, barely you know, lost. I, the Super no, they, I mean, and, and talk about, you talk about peaking, right? When we talk right. about the Bills, they peaked at the right time at the end of the right. year. Right? So, so, um, so I just you, t- you like, talk yeah. about expectation. I guarantee that the entire off season, all that team was talking about is let's get back to the dance. Let's get back to the dance. I'm going to win but, it this time. But, but sure. I would say this too, with the Raiders, 
you know, they, they made a big move going out and getting Devontae Adams, right? They did. I mean, you know, they, they added Chandler Jones as well, did they not? I mean, they, they made some big-time moves. They brought in Josh McDaniels, offensive whiz from New England, to change the culture. You can't start 0-3. You, you cannot start 0-3 after doing all that. You just can't. Right. But also, but look, look again, I agree. Neither one of these teams can start 0-3. Neither one of these teams can. But and I think the, the Bengals can still recover from it if they do. I don't think I think the Raiders won't be able the to. Bang, but but the Bengals, they're talking about you know make, making the playoffs and, and and all these things going on. I'm not so certain that a team, a wild card team, is going to come out of the AFC North if, if they go on three. I, I'm not I'm not so certain about that. You're right. But, but who but who's who was better last year, the Titans or the Jets? Well, obviously the Titans. The Titans. So if you go on three against the Titans, it's far less of a crime than going on three against the Jets. Yeah, and look, I mean, if you're the Titans, man, it's just it's concerning, right? They're clearly a couple of cuts below what they were even last year. The passing game's taking a step back. No AJ Brown. You know, Derrick Henry does not look like the Derrick Henry of old. Again, only two weeks in, but but it's just it doesn't feel like the same type of team. And the defense has been getting beat like a fiddle. I mean, they played like a fiddle. These guys had a 13 nothing lead against the Giants, gave that up in the second half, and you got completely obliterated in buffalo albeit it is buffalo but still have some show, show some fight just I, this is a different titans team if the raiders can't be i know it's in tennessee they should be able to go and take care of business against this Titans team i don't know what the spread is but it's two points in favor of the raiders yeah i i think i i, I think they should i think they should cover that they should cover that you would think so right you, you would think so but but again you have two you have two bill Belichick disciples here and uh, and I look, it's it's a tough game. I don't. Want, I would never bet this game. I wouldn't bet this game even if this was like end of the year, because I have no. Literally, close your eyes and flip a coin, and that's who's going to win it. I don't know. I disagree. I I I I have way more faith in the Raiders than the Titans. T- Titans just don't look like they they got no juice, man. They're, they're oh, really. So so, that, so you think what should what should the spread be then, Kurosh? Probably four. Probably four, probably double that. I'll take I'll I'll take the I'll take the Titans minus the plus four against you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not a gambling man. I right. said it should, I said it should be. I said it should be. No, look, the the Titans are still the Titans still have the makeup of a really good defense. Give me they're, give, they're, give me three and a half. Give me three and a half. <laughs> Same shit. So <laughs> sure, sure. No, the the point the point being is that. Look, the reason why I was really down on Derrick Henry this year coming in fantasy, because I honestly think that this is the beginning of the end for him. All right. This is the beginning of the end. Well, I've been saying that, you know, and they say what a broken. No, 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 no. Right. At some point, you're going to be right about it. Right. But, but I really said it after his injury because, look, when a big guy like that finally gets injured, when the glass is finally broken, then, then, then yeah. there's, there's, there's something wrong. There's something strong. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean that Derrick Henry can't be great, you know, every other game or so on and so forth. Very similar to how Ezekiel Elliott was two years ago. Remember when I, two years ago I said, I don't believe Ezekiel Elliott should be a first-round draft choice in, in, in fantasy. And, look, he came out the first six games, and, and what? He, he, went, he went crazy, right? Yeah. Until, until what? Until he got hurt again. Until yeah. he got hurt again. So, That's so ha- having having said that, I think Derrick Henry, you're going to see glimpses of Derrick Henry 
this year to remind you of Derrick Henry of old. I just don't think he's going to do 10 games in a row the, the way the way he was able to do it. So, but it's still, it's still early in the season now. So, so ultimately, Shar, who who are you going with here? I'm honestly, I, I told you, close your eyes and flip a coin. But, but I think I think I just Ray, 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 Rabel's your guy. Rabel's okay. Rabel's my guy. Raiders are my team from childhood. Okay, <laughs> but but and and I and, and I just recently made a stupid idiot of myself in front of Mr. Davis. So I I, I will say I will say I, I will on a gut. I'm going to say that Derrick Henry is going to have a resurgence, and and Tennessee is going to win at home. Wow. Okay. I think that's Again, more, that's more a heart pick. I think yeah, if I was going with a heart pick, I would say okay, heart, my heart tells me Tennessee, but I just the, this the Raiders should come in and cover and win this game. Like they absolutely should. They should. Well, there's a reason why they're favored in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. of course. Exactly. Like 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 that to me is what should happen. But you know the Raiders have just been disappointing for for a while now, and then they don't win the game they're supposed to win, and they win the ones they're not supposed to win. So. Uh, who knows what happens here, but I, I am going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders and, uh, and, and, and take, and take the, the talent they have that they, that should prevail in my prediction. So right. I, I got the Raiders by say four in this one. Sure. Real quick to wrap it up. Monday night football, excuse me, Sunday night football, Niners at Broncos, the Niners facing Russell Wilson in Denver, a familiar face for them, obviously having gone against him, battling him the past several years in the NFC West. They just got Jimmy G back. That offense looked like it got some pep in their step. We know what that defense can do. Broncos coming off a win. They just kind of barely squeaked by Houston at home, not instilling a ton of confidence, but a win's a win. What do you see in this game? I look, Jimmy G playing. If it was if it was Trey Lance, I would say I would say the Broncos. But now Jimmy G with that beautiful smile of his, you know, coming in. San, I, I would I would have to go San Francisco, even though the game's in in, in Denver. And if if I had asked you, the the, the gentleman, Mr. Savavi, who chose who chose the Broncos to pick the Broncos to win the win the division, if I had told you that by week three San Francisco is going to come to town and be favored, you would think I'm nuts. You would have thought I'm nuts, right? I, I would be surprised. Right. So, look, yeah, but here we are. Here, 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 here we are. Here we are. You know, how much did it differ by, Char? It's it's only a point and a half. It's only a point and a half. So it's it's well, I'm not almost a pick'em. Almost right, almost a pick'em. But the fact that this is, if this was in San Francisco, I would say okay. But the fact that's in Denver on Mile High, I mean, come yeah. on, that's Denver well, has but legitimate. Here, here's how I see it, though. Who have the Niners faced the first two weeks? Justin Fields and Geno Smith. This is going to be by far, in theory, the highest quality of quarterback play that they've gone against. So not, not, not in theory, in, in actuality, absolutely. In actual, well, I mean, I'm just saying in theory because maybe maybe they go out and, and destroy destroy them, right? Like, I don't know, but but on paper, no, 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 but still Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He's <laughs> exactly so so oh, yeah. yes, the defense has played well for I mean, I know there's a couple of broken plays in Chicago. That to me is a throwaway game. They throttled Geno Smith at home. This is going to be in mile high. It's going to be against Russell Wilson. By the way, Russell Wilson that always played them well, even with last year's Seattle team. He did. He did for somehow. But Denver's offense has looked just like disjointed so far. They have not gotten in a rhythm. And I don't know. Jerry Judy got hurt last week. Is Jerry Judy? Even he did. Playing? He did. Is, is he out? It looked like a, like he like it was a sh- like he landed on his shoulder pretty bad. 
it's questionable. Know. It's 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 not a shoulder. It's they 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 put it as a torso, which would indicate to me it's not a shoulder. It's more of a chest or a or a rib well, injury. He hasn't. Uh, he has not practiced this week. Regardless, right. by the way, Niner Shar should be getting George Kittle back. That's huge for them as well. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing. I I did not again. I I know I talk a lot of fantasy, but but when I, when I talk to you about fantasy, it shows you my thought process behind like how I feel about a team. I didn't pick Debo Samuels once in all my 10 professional leagues, not once because I wasn't sure how he's going to be with Trey Lance. If I knew that Jimmy G was going to become the year long starter by week two, I would, I would have taken him. I would have taken him. So you see a resurgence of Debo Samuels as well as George Killer. You're 100% correct. And, but, but Russell Wilson beat this team with that crappy Seattle team last year. Yep. Yeah, that's true. He just, it's, and it's, you know, and again, it's not scientific. Some guys just somehow have some team's numbers, you know, I, I couldn't explain it to you. I don't know why I'm going back here. Santana Moss with Washington always had Dallas's number, no matter how bad it's just, it's sometimes it's a thing that. Especially when he's played them twice a year. It, but yeah, no matter how bad the Seahawks were, it seemed like Russell Wilson always played the Niners well. You know, it, it, it should persist here. You've got, you've got better weapons here than you had there. But they just, I mean, they barely eked out that win against, I mean, I was disappointed. And what I saw with them, maybe the Texans aren't as bad as you think they are because the Texans hung tough with the Colts. And, and they, they had that game in the fourth quarter against, against the Broncos. They, they couldn't buy a drive at the end. But they hung with them, man. I mean, so maybe I'm not giving the Texans enough credit. But I really thought the Broncos should have won, won by double digits in that game. Yeah, and they, but, they were, I mean, that, this game was neck and neck to late in the fourth quarter. Look, new, new, new quarterback that's playing for the first time in a new system for him. So let's let just let just let, let's not forget again. I, I was kind of making fun of you in, in terms of picking the Broncos, but it's not that bad of a bet. It's not that bad of a bet. I think the Broncos are a team that are gonna are, are gonna figure it out and gonna start winning some games. And and honestly. I'm as much as I love the 49ers, this, this is a home, this is a home underdog that I'm going to, that, I, and, and I've, I've changed my mind. I'm going to actually bet this home underdog because you're taking, you're Denver plus the one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like this one. And, and look, here, here, here's what I'll say too. Here's what I will say. Okay. Jimmy G came off the bench. Okay. Seattle's defense had been preparing all week for Trey Lance. Sometimes in these situations, quarterbacks are better coming off the bench than they are having a full week of practice. Why? Because the defense mid-game had not been preparing for this guy. It's like now you're playing left-handed all of a sudden, okay? The Broncos, it's no secret now who's the quarterback for the Niners, okay? Let's not forget, Jimmy is also a guy, and I know as beautiful as his face is sharp, he does, take, he does take inopportune sacks. He throws – he'll throw you the ball one or two times a game too. So, like – I, you know, I, I'm not so sure that we can say, okay, this offense is going to be flawless with Jimmy. They're going to be what they were last year, which is still a thing better than it was with Lance potentially this year. But let's, let's also bear in mind, he came off the bench, and I think that was advantageous to the Niners in that game. Interested to see what happens now, Denver having a full week to prepare for Jimmy and his style of play. So that's, that's yeah, not but, but look, but also keep in mind that talk about not having playing the preseason – Jimmy G didn't even practice in the preseason. 
Yeah. Jimmy G didn't even practice in the preseason. So but sometimes you just come off and you 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 lose that, Yes, that, that is that is that is correct. Yes, I, I do see your point. Look, I'm 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 picking I'm picking the Broncos, and I just said I'm gonna break my rule, golden rule of not never betting until week four of the NFL. I'm actually gonna bet this game because I <clears throat> the, the the fact that Russell Wilson is extremely familiar with this defense. Yeah, all right, that's a huge advantage. And and, and like you said, J- Jimmy G being the quarterback, he hasn't had a preseason. He has not had a preseason. So, and, and it's endeavor, dude. It's, it's mile high. You know, you know how hard it is to run uh, in that type of weather. I, uh, I, climate, I, 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 mean? I, I think this is going to be Denver's most complete game. And I think they're, I think they're going to pull it out at home. I think this, this is going to be a, their, their, their test to say, okay, boys, we had two weeks to, to figure it out. We got a, we, we got a real one coming to town. I think they're going to respond. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. That's all we got for our preview. Enjoy the games, buddy. Have fun. I know it's not in Vegas this time, but hopefully you still have fun watching the games. I know I will. And we'll get back after next week and and, and do the recap. Absolutely. I love being home, buddy. Trust me. I love being home. So absolutely. You enjoy enjoy your weekend as well. All right, buddy. Talk to you.